You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Fade of a Nation, Narm and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground and our dice, more often not, fading to Shoot and Scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is running out of toys to paint. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. And I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan, muting is a sign of true friendship, Gosling. I need a new internet. Wherever it is, it's the new one. And Lee, basic bit AR, Pardell. Well, if you can afford a house like that and not afford a Magport at the very least, then why? You see what you're doing with a gun like that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 31, the one before the apocalypse. Lee, <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? Wait, wait, one before the apocalypse? I thought we're, I thought we're yeah. like Mad Max 1, where the apocalypse is happening. We're, the first film is about the slow degradation of society. And the <laughs> yeah. next podcast is going to be Mad Max 2, we're all in the Thunderdome. Look, if you can still yeah, that's order, free, that's free, can still order a hobby and get next day delivery, if Amazon Prime is still operating, it's not the apocalypse yet. I'm pretty sure Amazon is basically the, re- the gritty reboot of the, um, Kevin Costner great, The Postman. So, <laughs> Is it not Skynet right now? Isn't Amazon just Skynet? <laughs> yeah, not yet. It's not, beginning, it's not gaining self-awareness. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Was... Anyway, apart from talking about what apocalypse we're in, Tonight, we're going to be talking about what we've been painting in Faces, Spaces, Something and Something. We're going to be wishing Phil <laughs> Yates a happy birthday. We're then going to be talking our new section, You and Who's Army, as one of our listeners takes a poorly advised decision and asking us what she should be doing for an army. And then we'll round that with an officer's answers before shooting and scooting, as always. Or not, as I, just, just thinking about that, I'm, I might have to change my name by Deepal to you and... Who's army? You and who's army? Just so I can, yeah, just so I can enter like war game tournaments with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of a commitment to a pun. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, we are in the apocalypse, you know. If not now, then when? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, Jack Ryan. <laughs> oh dear. Make sure I overload the government systems with uh, extra strain for no reason. So, faces, bases, something and something. Our ill-advised painting guides or adventures, I suppose. Misadventures. Well, a lockdown feature make up the fact we're not actually gaming and need something else to talk about. It's... Yeah. Yeah, if it's, not, if it's not painting, what is it? Uh... Hopefully. I'm... Mark got those new fancy brushes, didn't he? Oh, is it Mark? I can t- I can tell who posted that. Oh, is... I think it's Mark. Right. I think so... it's he did that, and the thing is, I'd just done literally a day before, was I ordered the cheapest, nastiest um, makeup brushes <laughs> off Amazon, and I'm winning the bet they're probably just as good for dry brushing with. <laughs> for dry brushing, yeah. Oh, that's oh what he yeah, that's a, good, that's a top tip. That it is, is a top so tip. Makeup. Someone, yeah, I'm trying to remember why, why, why this came up. I, I think I was complaining about the fact, one thing I've never been good at is dry brushing. And someone said, all right, what you want to do is go get a makeup brush. And I say, don't be an expensive one. Just go get the cheapest makeup brush you can get, and they'll they'll be a far better dry brush for you than any other dry brush you can buy. I guess they're designed to work with a dry medium, right? Yeah. 
And apparently they, they got the right sort of um, so, um, you know, softness to them. And I must admit, doing the metal chassis for the armatures, they've worked a treat. How many times have you pretended to put blusher on your face? Once. <laughs> <laughs> have you said it, it rubs the lotion on its skin? I think we could go with the other quote when we realise we're, we're actually <laughs> right, on a, right. a family Full show. Up. Full up. <laughs> oh, I have painted some Games Workshop Space Marines or Primaris Marines, and that is it. Oh, no, no, they're, they're not Space Marines. Don't call them Space Marines. They're Primaris. Primaris. Yeah. Primarily been sat in the same box since eighth edition released. So, <laughs> only the edition they're later. better than you. Yeah, they're bigger. I love the thing about Primaris Space Marines now are better than everyone. It's like, hey, fire dragons, we hear you got a cool melt gun. We've got a better one. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I'm you, yeah, but Dark, Dark Angels, you like a plasma, do you? Look yeah. at this. I've it's just it just makes me laugh that they've made everything every vehicle they've the primaries have can now fly apart from the land speeder replacement which has now got wheels <laughs> yeah. so why would you go opposite well, it's top, topsy-turvy time yeah so no i'm i'm away again with work in a week um i have cre- created what i hope to be a uh a, a down route miniature hobby kit um, so hopefully I can get some Flames of War stuff built. I think it's just going to be metal infantry platoons because that's you know just some files and some clippers which are cheap enough to take with me. I've got super cheap ones. If they get confiscated for whatever reason, then I'm not that upset. What are you going to build, Eddie? Probably I'm going to take my Fate of a Nation slash Iraqi mech platoon. <laughs> Nation um, slash generic without without the packaging because that's probably a little bit risky going out to that particular part of the world with <laughs> well thought through yeah yep, yep, well one step ahead there um, <laughs> yeah and then i might start my nam local forces as well oh because i figured that's you know if it's just building local forces like bc yeah Viet Cong. yeah i know <gasps> You said, said the word, it. Eddie. You said it. That means they exist now. It's like the um, Candyman. <laughs> I got to moderate myself. I'd won too many rums, an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I've had quite a lot of sugar and caffeine, so I'd, I'd like to apologise in advance, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> because uh, you don't pay for this stuff? Is that why? <laughs> uh, something, something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So no, um, yeah, looking forward to getting some of those done, and uh, hopefully that will cut down on my um, purchasing therapy. Oh dear, it's going to be mad. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you, you get in a hobby mood, but when you don't have access to it, you end up doing that retail. You buy stuff just to feel like you're still doing the hobby. Yeah. Now, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong. Did or did Eddie not say no new purchases this year? I think that went out the window the minute we all we all start facing. The <laughs> yeah, when when there was a, a global pandemic of unprecedented proportions, I thought there's a little bit, oh. you know. 
please, no more unprecedented. I'm, I can't read that anymore. It's driving me. Well, if they start, oh. if, put it this way: Is it one AM yet? That's what I'm going to say. Uh, I miss the one AM days. I know they were great. They got me through well, it. It's not going to happen again because um, no, New Zealand was actually vaguely competent when it came to pandemic measures. So. <laughs> Oh, can we can we out Phil Yates? He's still had a special birthday bonanza. Special birthday bonanza. Yeah, yeah. for those who yeah, so our very own little special at Phil Yates. Uh happy birthday this week. Mm-hmm. Um so I hope you had a, a enjoyable time and uh, weren't too distracted by the, the random inane rules questions that you seem to get thrown your way by people who can't read the rule book. Ooh, burn. Oh, you went there. Well, it's just half of them. You sit there and you go, well, that's that section. That's that section. Occasionally, yeah, okay, generally you get a thing. But, I mean, at least try to look in the book before you start tagging in the rules designer, right? Yeah, but, but I, I have some sympathy because I do remember there was that, the, the Team Yankee helicopter thing with like a landed helicopter. I remember well, that one. helicopter, yeah. That's, yeah, that was, and that I, I do fair. remember that. That was a fair question. But, yeah. I know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. My always favourite is the one where he gets tagged in on stuff that he's got nothing to do. Like, what's happening with my order? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. The vast investment how big how small his company is. It's like. (laughs) Yeah. When are we going to see the next goal for this thing? I'm I'm pretty sure he doesn't do the the, the, you know. Phil Yates, War Gaming Renaissance. <laughs> he's just, he's the Leonardo da Vinci of our times, I think you'll find. <sighs> so, you've been painting, Duncan? Yeah, Duncan, what have you done? Me? Uh, I've done lots, I've built lots of things. I, I've I've gone through um, I've gone through my blood bowl, that's painted now. And right. I, I've convinced uh, someone locally to Luke, God bless you, to go halves with me on the basic game now so we can actually play something. Sweet. Which is, is always. <laughs> Is it worth plugging uh, Breakthrough Assault plays to anyone who may not be aware of it? Uh, we could do, because we're talking about an awful lot of stuff that's not uh, necessarily directly related to normal content. So, yeah. yeah. Can... Uh, check... Oh, Go on, Hello? No, sorry, uh, uh, so you started speaking, so I stopped. I say... that, that's polite. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk over each other so you get the name rambling three-way barrage of useless crap. <laughs> That's my favourite kind of three-way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, so for, <laughs> the uh, so for anyone who's yeah interested in other things that we do, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I'm amazed anyone's interested in the things we do, let alone anything else. But um, yeah, you can go to Breakthrough Assault Plays on Facebook, and that's all our side project stuff. Where you know we deviate slightly from the uh, traditional norm of um, battlefront hobby and I think at the moment we're all going through a, pa- a bit of a palate cleanser phase I think I wore myself out on um, vast quantities of US troops and other things mm. I also forgot that I painted my um, the uh, T-55s I completely forgot about them oh yes see yeah I, I was thinking about that the other day I was thinking about what did I what have I painted in the last three months which is actually quite a, a long list now which is good in a way and bad because you know we're in the end times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I forgot about them. And I think, mm, I was like, hmm. I probably should get my BMP company together as well. Thanks for the reminder, Eddie. Whoop, whoop. 
Yeah, yeah in, in terms of actual hobby, I think I think we're all on a bit of a, a, a need to paint something that's got colour on it rather than olive drab or khaki or insert, you know, World War Two colour here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm massively overcompensating by going for a bright orange, so, you know, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things. You you just got to have a break sometimes, otherwise you you, you do end. I I do certainly find that I come to a grinding halt, and I'd rather carry on being productive than than reach a grinding halt. So we've done that. We've done that on Facebook, and it's breakthrough assault plays. So that's where we're going to put our non-battlefront posts. Just yeah, yeah, you know, posts and things, shares and stuff like that. Um, it's it's not blog content. It's, it's not, not yeah, crunchy. Yeah. It's pretty pictures. Yeah, it's some pretty pictures. Pretty much. Um, and then we're going to obviously focus the main blog and the podcast as well. You know, we're not going to diversify because that's not where this is for. You know, this is for, like nope. we say, all the all the Battlefront games that we, we do enjoy play. It's just that we haven't been playing any at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think because well, we, we aren't playing, it's almost like... I don't feel like I need to paint what I've been playing. I do other stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't well, get trapped by an army and think, oh, I really need to get that recce platoon done. Yeah. That, that, that is definitely a factor. A hundred percent a factor. Um, although, on, on um, sort of World War II hobby, so I've been looking at um, snow, painting snow camo. Ooh. So I have been doing a bit of research on that. I'm, I'm still not sure that I can bring myself to paint a model and then whitewash it over the top. I know I just no, feels wrong. Don't. Why would you do that? I don't know. People do that, don't they? They, they, no, they have, there's the yeah, hairspray that's... technique and all oh, that. Gosh. Paint it white and then paint the under bits on the top. Depends if you want to do fresh, a fresh whitewash or a worn whitewash. If you're doing a fresh whitewash, it's like Eddie said. If you want to do like a, a worn whitewash. Where it's like the last remnants of it before spring starts, and you want to be doing yeah. more like the salt um, scrub. Yep. Speaking yeah. of painting, mm. very quickly, <laughs> mm. um, a very talented friend of mine um, has just started his own little YouTube channel, which you may be wishing to check out, um, which is L7, so Lima 7, number 7, <laughs> Mini Lab. Um, and I mean, I'm amazed for his first couple of videos, the production quality is really good and it's only gonna get better. But he discusses using non metallic metals, which is his big, you know, painted non metallic metals, but then also doing them mm. with contrast paints. Ooh, no, what? Yep, doing the non metallic metals, metals with contrast. Yeah, so Jeez. if you are interested, he, he does, he's you know, mainly large scale figures, but for all the techniques and stuff like that that he can do. Um, it's definitely worth a check out if you're interested in that kind of larger scale. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a link in your in your in your uh, mark call. We yeah. this too. Oh, nice. Uh, it, totally, not, cool. totally not because he name dropped me and said, you know, he suffers from being a hobby butterfly, as my good friend Fez would say. So there you go. Internet famous. Does that mean you're? Are you currently a hobby butterfly or are you a hobby caterpillar? Or are you going to turn into a beautiful I'm a, I was, I'm a COVID curve caterpillar. Pardon? I'm a COVID curve caterpillar because I've definitely put on some COVID curves during my oh, life. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, quarantine cushioning. Um, who's going to turn into a magnificent hobby 
Strike Eagle. <laughs> with additional uh, miniguns. Yeah, with overwing mounted stores. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get it. It was a lightning Lee. I was like, it's a lightning. With the yeah, I, 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 I had a rough day. <laughs> I'll let you off. Oh, were they were they Apaches as well? Just while I think about that, that I've seen a photo of. Oh, the picture yes, was totally. Yeah. Well, how weird. Wait, if they weren't Apaches, but a Mill Twenty Eight Havocs, then we'd gone full Red Dawn. So you know, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind, I'm kind of hoping I'm, they were Apaches. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it's rough around here, but you know, I don't think normally it's the police helicopter that goes over. Yeah, it is the police helicopter that's upgraded somewhat. Yeah. Longbows. <laughs> Surrender your arms. I found it, I found it cool that you can build the longbow model out of the. Oh, I got. That clear. is really cool. And I've got to issue a correction here. I said it was a Ravel kit. Um, Evan actually befriended me. Sorry for the purpose of him telling me. It's actually a Battlefront sculpted kit. It's not a Ravel kit. Oh. So that's, that's the best reason to be befriended as well. <laughs> I'm quite jealous that you're friends with Evan. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just but, like the fact that he, he befriended you to correct you. That is genius. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I might befriend me beforehand. Maybe he, he did preemptively to say he could correct me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> playing the long game. No, 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 the complete toss I talk about. He was getting ready so he'd have it in, in place or something. Oh, but, that's um, brilliant. But yeah, so it's it's a it's actually not the Ravel kit at all. It's a Battlefront sculpted kit, which means it shouldn't it shouldn't be a paint to assemble either, because it won't be a gazillion bits. Oh yeah, God. Um, which I, I'm fine with, but obviously a lot of people haven't spent uh, misspent you building 172 aircraft kits. Won't be. But it, it then makes it really interesting that they actually future proofed it by putting in longbow. I, I like that. So maybe someone think Battlefront thinking Team Yankee Ultra Moderns. <gasps> Loose lips sink ships. That's entirely yeah. speculation on my part. I, I, I did try teasing it out, Eleven, but he would not be teased. Oh, I mean, that would make sense, though, right? I mean, well, I mean, it's it, 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 easy enough to do an M1A2 Abrams so if you upgrade bits and on the there's an upgrade bits. Is that just a drop on IR? The C, uh, yeah, command, the commander's CITV um, turret. That little cover plate currently sits in the M1A1 kit. So is there a reason for me to have 15 M1A1s then? No. As long as they pull them all up, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got, I'm looking at the desert ones I've got next to me now and kind of going, oh, yeah. These ones will be desert. These will be green. These will be... No, see, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the line there. All of my US forces are going to be in desert. Um, and then my... And as modern as I can make them, my Brits and my um, chieftains are going to be proper early 1980s. Mm -hmm. Berlin Brigade. No, not with the not with that camo. <laughs> you had it here first. Eddie's going to do Berlin Brigade. It's cool. It. It's very cool, and it does. It's surprisingly really effective. I don't know. If, I found saw some pictures of them actually driving around an urban. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really. It, yeah. Driving down an urban street with the windows and the the, the you know. A tree-lined urban street it was really cool. Really mm -hmm. does break up like there's a tank in this picture. Um, but no, yeah, as much as that would be fun, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. How, I, I don't even know how you'd start doing that, to be honest. Mask, I, would, I, would, I would drop Anakin Models an email and say, Brian, I've I've gone insane. 
can you make lots <laughs> of custom custom airbrush decals? I want them yeah, just mask. Yeah. That. There you go. Yeah, but uh, no, because you know bronze green. <laughs> you can't beat bronze green. It's a classic. Bronze yeah, green and black and no, my, my old man was Remy as well. Um, TA, TA Remy, not full Remy. Don't go full Remy. It was going to be my uh, be my little objective is that we take recovery. Um, he started off on a scammer, then he went to the next, the bigger one. Now, Eddie, we were talking about this. Your next objective needs to be Sergeant Slaughter, his heel turn days <laughs> yes. for your Iraqi force. Yes. You so need to do this. Can't it be Sergeant Slaughter versus the Iraqi in a WWF race? No, because he, he had that massive heel turn right. where he actually, where, um, he, yes. where he actually was supporting the Iraqi forces. Or like he was. That. I vaguely recall it. He, I was like, he, he did it like 10 at a time, but it's just like... <laughs> Maybe it's no, no, no. He he was he um he teamed up with General Adnan and uh, someone else. I can't remember who the other one was, but yeah. For what's that headdress called? The red and white. Shabag. Like, thank you. It went full like that. You could have, and then you need someone in the background waving a, an Iraqi flag. I was telling this to a um, friend of the podcast, Mike Everest, who was a big wrestling fan. He got very animated, saying this has to happen. A little. <laughs> You, you put a little wrestling, a little wrestling ring on, the, on, a, on a large base, and have him in the centre doing the promo. You know, he's, he's cutting his promo. Or you do two with half a base, like half a ring on two bases, and then you have Sergeant Slaughter on one, and then you have, uh, I don't know, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan on the other one, yes. and a massive wooden pole, and then a, a, a stars and stripes. That would be yeah. Cool. Should we should we float that to uh, Battlefront as their next? That's twenty twenty. Call it everyone now. That's this is this is your preview. This is twenty 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 one. Twenty twenty one. Team Yankee objective. Team Yankee objective <laughs> got to be a WWF wrestling ring with Sergeant Slaughter versus the Iraqi in it. That would be incredible. Well, that would be that would be quite cheap as well. It's just infantry figures. Two two just figures in a drop cast resin base. That would look amazing as well when you paint it up. Oh. There you go. And, and did you say you're friends with with Evan now? <laughs> well, he's yeah. just listening to the podcast. He must do because otherwise he wouldn't be correct. Yeah. If I accidentally yeah. confused Maverick with Hellfire, you know. Should I should I just should I just uh, you know subliminal me- message over the podcast? WWF yeah. objective in Yankee wrestling ring. Yeah. Although WWF is extremely litigious, so you couldn't call it that. It would have to be well, called no. you know. Well, Just yeah, Lance Corporal Lord. <laughs> it's, it's not the WF anymore, is it? Because they finally lost the court case against the. They did. WF. So you could. Oh my God! So you had the option of replacing, you know, one of the figures with a panda. Well, this was, I was about to say this was like now with my t-shirt again. Just had two pandas. One panda be about to hit another with um, a steel chair. A chair. Yeah. Who's got the chair? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Ying, Ying Ying, it's got the chair. Ying Ying, no! <laughs> Wait, that's Ying Ying's music. <laughs> oh no, the pandas would never, pandas would never get a chair because I mean, let's face it, they haven't got enough energy to, you know, save their own species. <laughs> There's no way, you know, they do anything that exciting. Chair, I mean. To yeah. be fair, I reckon. I reckon if you put enough tall enough bamboo shoots in the actual ring, there probably goes enough of a hazard just by accidentally falling off them onto people. <laughs> what, a Chinese panda death match. 
Yeah. Well, you're really trying to get this tr Chinese dollar, aren't you? Just, we'll get pandering yeah. to it now. Just go yeah. pandering. Panda wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think they'd, they'd, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't approve. <laughs> oh, so you heard it here first. Next year's team Yankee objective is a uh, wrestling ring with Sergeant Slaughter and the Iraqian. Job done. A panda. Yes. With, uh, a with panda. an optional panda. <laughs> or was the panda commentating? Oh. Well, we can, re we can repurpose the bear from the Polish army. Oh, there you just go. Paint just paint <laughs> well, no, because then you could have oh. it, you paint it as a panda, or you could paint it as a Soviet bear and have Sergeant Slaughter versus a Soviet bear in yep. the European theatre. There you go. Nikita Kolov. You can paint it as Winnie the Pooh. Right, now none of us can go to Hong Kong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> paint it as Winnie the Pooh. Oh, should we move on to you and whose army? Actually, I think we covered what yeah. I painted. Do we cover what I was painting? Have you painted your... Oh, no. I've been painting Imperial Knights. I'm not even like tiny ones. Kong, so I didn't want to let you speak. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where else to be banned for. Yeah, you've been painting a lot of, a lot of orange. I have been painting a lot of orange, but thankfully with an airbrush, I haven't run into problems Ben's been having with the same colour, but not as an airbrush. Yes, <laughs> ben was going, what, what colour brown are you using? This troll stair orange is horrible. Troll stair orange. Must be doing it for an airbrush. It works lovely. <laughs> yeah. So, have you got any advice for anyone who's painting bright colours? Because I know we don't get a lot of them in right. so um, I, Flames of War. But... So, I was been trying out the sort of um, technique you see a lot done with scale kits, where you go with black undercoat, and then spray on white towards inside panels. So the whole panel highlighting. Okay. So you get, oh, like, you get a gradient from black to white. In the, yeah. It's kind of like centerfold, but it's less about orientation and more about panels. So you, each panel is <laughs> paint like that. Gotcha. I try, yeah, you, you don't really try and do it on a 15mm model, but you can if you're really crazy. But on a 28mm model, it works fine. Yeah, it worked really nicely. I just painted the Imperial, a, a proper stock Imperial Knight, and now I'm just doing those little Armager sort of skirmish knights as well. Oh, yeah, the little um, yeah. little robots. Yeah, then once I get that done, I'm going to do a bit of Aeronautica, because I've got the um, Valkyries and Lightnings to paint up. Because my... you've finally, finally given up on that. <laughs> finally going to do it. Well, I bought, I've already done the Marauders and Thunderbolts in the first release, so yeah. I'm, I'm sort of committed to it now. I need to do the Lightnings, that kind of thing. I think I'm saving... I need to set a deadline for when I'm going to open my Aeronautica box. Because mm -hmm. I still haven't... The first wave is still sealed, because I know that I'll just half-arse it and not actually finish. Yeah. So I'm thinking, when I've, when I've painted all my Fate of a Nation stuff, that'll be the project after that. Cool. Because that's a big goal. Yeah, I think so. They're, they, they, they're lovely little plastic kits. I mean, Games Workshop easily the best in the, best in the war game market for plastics. The stuff they're doing with it to make it in the way they make kits go together, yeah. it's just it's just crazy. Um, you look at the um, dead space you get on the Battlefront sprue, and that's just you know, that's not a dig at Battlefront. They, they're practical all the other sprues. I mean, look at how little hey, dead space to, there is. To be fair, oh. though, I mean, to be fair, Games Workshop do have, you know, like 20 years head start. And a vastly bigger end, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, crew to do all this with, yeah. And that's yeah. what I'm saying, it's not a dig at Battlefront. Battlefront, are, are, you know, Battlefront are no different to everyone else. It's just like, say, just Games Workshop just have, like you say, this capability advantage when it comes to doing oh, it. But did you see the guy oh. sculpting mm. the 3D printed the T80? 
on the TV no. page. Oh, I mean, I'm all all for. Was it, it was it was terrible. Was he really proud of it? That's the yeah. worst bit. I the nicest thing I did was not comment. Oh, that, that's just, not good. Just like, just wait for the just wait for the back front one, guys. I mean, seriously. I'm a big believer that you know when 3D printing really nails it at a at a price level, it, you know, war gamers have to seriously do something about how its business model. But we're not there yet. No, no, nowhere near. Well, I we're here. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're getting close, but we're we're not there yet. Well, it's the fine detail as well I struggle with because. You know, you look at some of the tanks that that get done in twenty eight mil, and the barrels are so thick, and they have to yeah. be thick at the moment because of the supports and stuff. But um, yeah, the one thing I would say, just going on the the games workshop thing as well, being I I find I'm finding their stuff, yeah, it's great and it's really clever, but it is limiting at the moment. So like yeah. the the figures that you can only do them in one pose, yeah, unless so you're going to completely really chop everything bashing, apart. Yeah. Yeah, I had like the Necromunda ones. I was trying to do some kit bash on, ne- on the Necromunda Escher stuff. And like I say, you really have to do a lot of cutting and bashing and bringing stuff into... It's some, yeah, I mean, that, one of the early Necromunda models had a separate cigar. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're um, yeah, one of the pennies. Yeah, 28 really... mil cigar was a separate piece to glue into the... Yeah, that's, take, that's taking CAD sculpting too far. It's like... <laughs> But the only way you can get the mold to pour is to sculpt the cigar separately. Then you probably should, you know, put less on the sprue. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Maybe just leave that off. Oh, and one thing that came out of me going back into the office was I came, was um I found I had two boxes on Battlefront on my desk. Whoop, whoop. I've got some scimitars and Spartans to go for my Desert Storm Brits. Nice. So I'll, once I get past the aeronautica, that'll be I'll get those done and some infantry and then the Gulf War stuff's all ready to go. What's, what's what again? Because everything starts with an S in the British Army, doesn't it? So the scimitar is the 30mm armed um, scout tank. And the uh, Spartan okay. is the APC that gets used to cart around blowpipe teams or have Milan missile systems. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay, you've got something. Yeah, I had some of those in my, um, yeah, my 80, 83 Army. So what I'm yeah. going to do is magnetise the Spartans so they can go onto a base with blowpipes or have the MCT turret with the Milan missile um, go on the top. Oh, so the system. I see other people that's... do it. It's a fairly simple magnet job because magnets are magic. Yeah. No one quite yeah. knows how to work. Or magnets. Yeah. You know, Just we... make sure you get the um, N, was it NU35 ones? Yeah, rare rough. Ones. Ones. Yeah. Just buy a job lot from from eBay. Keeps me going. Come from China. Popping up there, you know, communist regime. It's all good. Does it come with a panda? <laughs> no. No pandas, no. I can't, I can't sell my panda wrestling ring. So. Oh, shocking. <laughs> but it's from the eBay yeah, eBay supplier. He's called Happy Panda. <laughs> Caught panda and cheese. Oh, poor pandas. Quarter panda, what? Are you sure they're not tasty? Anyway, you no, and who's army? <laughs> Moving panda on. Panda Royale. <laughs> panda Royale. We call it in France. <laughs> right, Panda Royale cheese. Um, you and yeah, who's army? Uh, we yep. on 
the it's a Facebook message, wasn't it? It was many moons ago. So we received a Facebook message from Alexander Julius Arlen Soberg Dutschke. That's Which is a fantastic name. Butchering your name. Um, other names are available. Uh, who asks, hello, Breakthrough Assault. I'm a guy who played a little Flames of War back in version 3 and is entirely new to version 4. Uh, he says he's a fan of our work. Always suck up. That's a good way to get a reply. Yeah. Uh, but he is a bit confused <laughs> as to what units to invest in when been putting together his first army. He'll be playing Germans. Uh, he's been having a hard time finding relevant forums for discussing list strategy and which units are somewhat competitive, which is why he now humbly turns to us. Uh, he saw that we did a segment called Who You and Whose Army, in which we highlighted these exact topics. So we are going to answer his question. He has questions regarding what units we find strong or competitive in the German roster, especially mm. the Fortress Europe book. And basically wants to know which is the strongest German units for each core task in Flames of War, such as artillery, tanks, weapon teams, recon, anti-tanks. He says he's interested in the army uh, armoured Panzer Grenadier list, but also likes to hear what we think is strong in the V4 meta as he wants to play tournaments. He is by no means hyper-competitive, um, but he's also on a student budget and would like to be semi-competitive. So, okay. That makes sense. You know, so using those kind of uh, starting points of yep. armored Panzer Grenadiers, student budget, semi-competitive but not, you know, broken, we came up with a couple of army lists each. We hundred points. points. Yeah, we, we. I think going for the hundred points is a, a kind of it's a safe points limit isn't it you can go up up quite easily from yeah. there and uh, most of them are around that that kind of point i can't remember i think was it reading was 88 and some other bits so that you can tweak it for going down i guess yeah yeah, yeah. i think germans so late war germans is also good me because if you do them you can then do late mid-war germans and there's yeah. lots of lots of you have lots of options about where you can go with that force backwards and forwards in the timeline, as it were. So. Well, I thought it was quite interesting. He was asking for Fortress Europe as well because we've talked about this before. We, I, I originally thought the Fortress Europe was going to be a, a you know, a kind of um, dead goose by now. But actually, there's some very good reasons to take stuff out of there rather than the D-Day book still. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I'd, I'd be interested to hear that. Would you? You sound, you sound skeptical, Eddie. Well, yeah, it's because I only half read the brief and I went off on my own tangent and did a load of work <sighs> without, you know, it being requested. So standard. Did yeah, you put tigers much. in everything? Yeah, maybe. Oh, Eddie. To be fair, I think you do want you do want tigers. I've put tigers on my list as well. So I've not. Oh, yeah. that's why we love you, Duncan. You can, you, yeah. you, you, just... <laughs> All right. Yeah. I've so, not gone tigers. I went for total financial economy. You went, did Pretty you? Pretty much the same angle I went with, but yes. Okay, so I'm interested. We may be, yeah. So my my thinking was, first of all, you don't need to buy the book. No. Nope. Because if you buy the models, you get the cards with it, that enables you to build your force. Yeah. 
And if you're desperate, you can buy the single list of forces of war. Yeah, for a dollar. Is it a dollar still? It is a dollar still. Yes. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, so the first one list that I made was based around buying the Hit the Beach corset. Oh, genius. Because it gives you okay. all the cards for the units from the D-Day book. And it gives you also a, a core rule book. And it gives you a load of American stuff that you can sell to a mate or build up into another force. Okay. Um, so starting from that, I then took the, I took the, took the models. I said, okay, he specified what his armored pounds of grenadiers. So I'm going to add one box of 251D half tracks. Okay. Which gives you four half tracks. So my core company is using the infantry models from Hit the Beach as as Panzer Grenadier platoons. You've got HQ, mm-hmm. one half track with two SMG teams. You've got one armored grenadier, armored Panzer Grenadier platoon, which is a short stack. Mm-hmm. That's five teams, but with the other three half tracks. If you can scrounge a fourth half track, then you've got enough models to make it bigger. You've got a second Panzer Grenadier platoon without half tracks, which is seven stands. Um, both of those have Panzer Faust. One has a Panzer Shrek as well. You've got your two pack 40s from your Hit the Beach set. So that gives you a core of 36 points. Okay. When you add the three Panzer 4s that you get in the Hit the Beach set, that's another 16 points. You use those as support. And then you just go, well, what other this do you need other than Tigers? You buy one box of Tigers, put four of them in the army. That's 48 points, which counts as your reserves as well. That's 100 points on the nose. Wow. And four. you got all the, all the Tigers in. I think that's £89. Because Hit the Beach is £35 full retail. 251 half tracks is 24 quid. And the five Tigers are £30. So for so, eighty nine pounds, less than a hundred quid, you've got a hundred a legal hundred point army. Isn't the strongest because you haven't got a lot in the core. But if you're trying to save money, that's the 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 cheapest way to get an armored Panzer Grenadier company as an army, I think. And if you go to about like Battlefield Hobbies, you're getting a ten percent off, so that's what eighty yeah. quid. Yeah, eighty pounds, pretty much. With, for all the cards, with the rule book and our load of uh, American Shermans that you can probably sell on if you really don't want to use them to then fund for the, the rest of the Tigers and Panzers you know, that you need to buy. Yeah. Mm, that's I mean, intriguing. The, 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 trouble, the trouble with Armoured Panzer Grenadiers as a company is that you end up spending quite a lot of money Yep. To fill out the formation to stop you from breaking, you end up spending a lot of money in a lot of small points platoons. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I would wouldn't you, recommend as well. Would you also specialised because you can't really use them in other lists. No, uh, I for someone starting out, I don't think armor Panzer Grenadiers is actually the you know uh, if you want to play, you want to play. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants, but. Yeah. It's probably not the most um, cost-effective, or or actually, they're quite they're not very forgiving either. 
because you've got a lot of low armor um, vehicles that you know tend to explode. Um, Armoured assault experience. <laughs> I have learned from bitter, bitter experience. Um, uh, yeah, they're just not—they're not super tough, are they? You need—they're—they're quite—they're quite, um, quite finessy to use. Mm-hmm. He says, having never used them correctly. So, um, like, I've never done an armoured assault because I can never quite work out when it's a good time. That's not true. You never managed to do an armoured assault that's actually got in. You did try it once against oh, my powers. <laughs> <laughs> what have you had for your tea? Blimey. <laughs> I'd say like, it's been a bad day at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Samaritans. My name's Lee. How am I direct your call? Um, I call it Lemming Thursday. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, though. It, it's You're right, I haven't. I've, I've never actually managed to get in to do an arm and assault and actually get in the conditions to do it. You almost, it gets to the point where you don't need to do it either, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I think I think that's a good. You're right. There's not a lot in the core. That's the only thing, and so it's quite fragile. But, but it's a good starter. Same, I think you've got two. You've got two, two veteran, Panzer, you know, grenadier platoons. Yeah, yeah. It's not weak. It's just you yeah. know, it's just the not hardy. That, the only thing that bugs me is the fact you only get two pack forties. Yeah, I mean the two gun platoons are not good. No, they're not. There's no getting around that. Then the second you lose one, the other guy's sitting there testing turn after turn, and odds are, you know, well, not odds are, probability states he should stay around because he's fearless, but your dice rolls, you know, will assume vary, and he'll run up. Yeah, yeah, your mileage may vary. But the other thing is as well, it's not even like the most effective. Like for example, ambush. You know, two pack forties is not gonna, it's not gonna stop everything that they ambush and things like that. The thing with the pack forties is you put them. Concealed gone to ground, and you ambush the Panzer fours. Because the beauty okay. in this list is you're going to be taking, you know, mobile or defensive position stance. You've got the four tigers in reserve, so you've got one unit in reserve because that's your forty points. That is that is strong. And when they roll on, they're going to, you know, no matter what he's got on his army, he's going to have to dedicate something to dealing with four tigers turning up in your reserve section you know because that's you know eight machine guns essentially which can Mm -hmm. roll across the board and also that lovely 88 millimeter goodness yeah i was gonna say when are you gonna get onto that bit it's four machine eight machine no if it's infantry you know so it's like the idea of a tiger as a glorified machine gun carrier (laughs) No, I know. It's, it just makes me laugh. Come on, Tommy. That point must have yeah. a Panzer 1. What was it? Panzer 1F? Was it the one that's basically like a little tiger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's not the best list, but then to get you playing for the lowest amount of money. But the other thing I like about this particular thing is it's got elements that you can then either grow on yes. or incorporate into other. I was and just going to say that's definitely, a good yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a thing got to consider this. It's like. Here's your starting 100 points, and like everyone else, you're not going to stop there. <laughs> so we're, make sure we've yeah. got the next place to go yeah. on to it. Yeah. So the other the other list I've got sort of worked out in the same theory of less is more in terms of money um, is literally taking the, the D-Day German starter box. Okay. Um, because that's £70. Pounds. Um, right, so that's, what, that's getting to where I was looking at with this, so yeah. 
Oh, do you want to do you want to take run with that? Because I've literally just yeah. listed the contents for that as my next box. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a similar idea, basically, of ignoring the underground idea because it's not beginner's army and focusing on an army you can do relatively economically. Now, the hit the beach is definitely the way to do it, but again, it forces down certain paths. So I was looking at the German starter box set, which comes with five Panzer fours, two Tigers, two Stugs, three Stugs, um, yeah, three Nebs, two eighty eights, and a small and a armored infantry platoon. So you do uh, have the armored Panzer Grenadiers there? No, <laughs> I, I dropped. Well, we, you dropped um, them. I, I no, I kept the infantry. I just dropped the I just dropped the half tracks. I couldn't fit them in. Oh wow. But we'll talk about there's not even for, more off brief. It's nice. But this is I'm typical BD. I listened to exactly what the customer said and then gave him what I wanted to give him. <laughs> um, so to that, I then added a second box of Panzer fours, nice. and then yeah. a 250 scout troop box. Oh, okay, yeah. You mentioned yep. the tigers that come in that box as well. And um, I guess if I said two tigers, I don't hey. know. Yep, yeah, so the force is. HQ of two Panzer Fours. Yeah. Um, a platoon of four Panzer Fours. A platoon of two Tigers. Yeah, buddy. A platoon of three Panzer Fours. And that's your core formation then. So you got. Oh, a, that's strong. So you got a very. Uh, tiger, uh, tiger platoon is going to make a very strong foundation. And then the maneuver element is your Panzer Fours. They sort of did the whole horn the buffalo kind of approach around the enemy. Now, supporting that, we got the Scout 250 troop. Gives you a little spearhead unit. Spearheads, yep, yeah, nice yeah. and useful for that unit, those units as well. Yep. Yeah. You've got the three nebs, which gives you gives you an artillery artillery basis. Now, I rate 105 over nebs in the current edition because of that the way the salvo um, you know keep out zone works. Standoff distance is just a killer. Mm. Unless but, you're going to sit there and not move at all, it's yeah. so hard to With, get out of your own way. But yeah, but since in the box, I thought I'd let, let's put them in. Yeah, exactly. Because you're still on the start. I then put, obviously, had the two heavy 88s, to which I applied the Assault Fleck command card, which makes them two points cheaper. Um, basically, it means they're only um, confident, trained, um, aggressive. But mean, but if you use them as a, like a little ambush gun, or two points, then let's me get the scout troop in. Okay. And, and then the Panzer Grenadier platoon, I had a, um, a five-stand Panzer Grenadier platoon, but I added an extra Panzer Shrek and obviously equipped with a Panzer Faust. So it gives you a small yep. infantry platoon to hold an objective with, as soon as they're not in formation. Nice. So, that, so it's, it's very much a tank force, force, but tanks are a good place to start as a new player. Um, well, very... It's the mobility in version four. Yeah. Also, everything in that force is backwards compatible into mid-war. Yeah. So you can you can play late. I'm not sure if the 250 scout troop is, but they should be. Uh, no, they're not. I don't think. I don't think right. they are. But you, you can take them as a formation support. I think. Yeah. So so it gives you options to then go play a mid-war game versus some of the Soviets. Um, there's nothing in that force that's specifically one theater. Everything in that force will work. Just about oh, every late-war cool. theater you can throw at it, which is another nice. good thing. Right up until the end of the war, really. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a nice, it's a kind of force I'd recommend to a new player, um, just to do, because like I say, 
you've got plenty of options to expand it. I mean, the Stugs are still in the box at this point, along with their, um, the 251 APCs. So you can sort of mix up and have the Stugs in there, have their, um, inf you know, drop um, the Panzer fours. It's a bit risky in the formation, but in a friendly game, pro won't matter too much. Do the scouts have 250s? They have the 250s rather than 251s. So, yeah. The other thing to say is, if you're just starting off, 90% mm -hmm. of players you play against will not... Well, I don't think anyone really have a problem using 251s as 250s. Well, they won't have the, they won't have the turret gun stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're the 250 slash... Oh, sorry, I see what you mean. It's the, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's the two centimetre ones, not the... Yeah, so you've got the one, you got the uh -huh. one uh -huh. open top with the... Pintle gun, the two with the turrets, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I thought as um, you know, it's I think it's about a hundred and thirty quid initial outlay for a force. It's seventy quid for the starter and about mm -hmm. twenty-five to thirty quid for the two platoon boxes. And the starter also gets you the rule book as well. So I guess you, so you got all the unit cards. You got their um, rule book. What you do have to do is get the command card. Which you can always just borrow off a friend or just use, you know, take the one off their um, forces list. Yeah. And again, it's not essential. You could drop it in the scout troop, basically, and just play it. And that way you have to buy the scout troop. It's just that, scout, that spearhead's quite handy. Yeah. But not yeah, essential. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not. It, it gives you another um, rule to use, though, as well. Like when you're learning, you, you want like one rule at a time type thing, don't you? Yeah. To, to help you. So actually, you, learning how spearhead works is quite handy. It is, like I say, that's why the nebs are quite handy. It's, it's they're not a, as a pro choice. They're not probably as great as one of fives, but seems in the box, it at least teaches you how to use artillery. And if you yeah. can use nebs, going to one of fives afterwards can be a lot easier because you haven't got that whole headache of their um, red landing. Yeah, the one of fives are a hell of a lot easier to to use. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my thought. Dunk, what did you come up with? Well, I didn't I didn't consider cost overly. That's not so I went mental, but um I didn't look at the most efficient way to get this stuff, if that makes sense. I didn't look at what was in yeah. the um the boxes. But what I did do is um I stuck more to the Panzer Grenadier theme. Okay. But I I decided to do the unarmored version because like I said, I don't think the armored version is um too friendly and it means that also if you do the unarmored version you can obviously just add then half tracks as as and when you want to bring yourself back up again so you don't you know you can get playing but you don't have to buy um you know a lot of half tracks they're just gonna well probably not do an awful lot for Take you, up money in time actually. yeah our oh, painting painting open top vehicles is a pain as well <laughs> yeah. um yeah especially if you're trying to get everything um together to play a game um you know painting those is not going to be quick so yeah maybe that's a long-term aspiration so i went for a, a grenadier company um and i took uh the standard uh so this is out of fortress europe as well i didn't go for the d-day book so okay. I, I looked at fortress europe um mm -hmm. so you got the uh two um mp40 armed smg command no panzerfaust just because you know i think it doubles the cost of them so i don't see the point yep. so um that's your command. Then you've got three Grenadier platoons, two short Grenadier platoons, which are five stands um, and one that's seven. Um, all of them have got Panzerfaust and all of them have got two Panzerschrecks. Can I can mm. I interrupt you very quickly there? No. The, on the, yeah, Panzerfaust, the Panzerfaust and the HQ. Yeah. For that extra point. It's not a point. 
how much is it? Two points. Two points. Okay, so those extra two points. The reason it's so good is that you, your your HQ never tests for bad spirits. No. Right. So you can have your two IC over with one platoon, and your one IC the other side of the board with another platoon. Yeah. Which means that when those platoons get assaulted, they'll have two Panzerfaust shots in defensive fire, which can stop the assault. That that is yes true. That that's valid. Um, I tend not to like having my HQ anywhere near the front line if I can avoid it. Yeah. Um, I usually have it just as like extra rally. Um, might be a bit of spotting, and that's about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying because the Panzerfaust uh, can just m- magically be wherever it needs to be. Yeah. So that is that is good, but I just think it, it comes back down to this granularity thing of, of B4 that it's the same cost, flat cost across everything. So for a seven stand Panzerfaust, uh, so seven stand Panzer Grenadier platoon, it's still two points. So you've got seven yeah. potential uh, Panzerfaust as opposed to two. But it's the it's the it's the ability to have the two shots in defensive fire, which obviously you know are in the sidearm of anti-tank 12, if you hit, you've stopped the assault with both. That's true. I mean, if you've got two points, if we can find two points in this, then yeah. that's not I think, I think terrible. That's, yeah, it, that's the danger of looking at things just on their own. But it's you're a lot easier to intermingle those two stands into your main formation blob because mm-hmm. you don't have any out-of-command penalties, really. No. I'm... I will note one thing. You can't start... Out of deployment. Um, sorry, out, out of command and we deploy. But yeah, obviously, once you get past that, you can't see move off. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, even yeah, yeah. Even just having the, the the keeping the one the platoon together and putting it in your infantry platoon that's on the board. You know, you've you then got still the two pound yeah the one from the unit and the one from the HQ in defensive fire, which I think is a big force multiplier more than you think, especially if you're up against like trade. You know. Um, hit on uh threes tanks anyway yeah that's right i mean i have i've kind of taken that into account because there is you know i decided to add the extra panzer treks nice each platoon's got two panzer treks and a panzer faust oh gosh yeah so you could drop one of those panzer treks for the extra panzer faust in the command if you wanted to but yeah Yeah. that's that's a lot of punch it is obviously the downside is you can pick off your Panzer Fausts when you're t- with the machine gun fire on the way in. Yeah, Panzer Tricks can can die because they're a, a stand, and right. yeah, the stand can get picked on. But you know, it's a deterrent, and it it takes people time to do it. So um, yeah, but th- you're right. You could drop one and then put a, an extra Panzer Faust in the force. That's fine. So that gives you kind of course. That's three three core platoons. Yeah, they're short, but they've got the extra Panzer fa- uh, Panzer Trek. So they're they're all seven or nine stands then um i took the mortars which are also in formation so you got um eight four cent eight like four eight centimeter mortars mm-hmm. 84 uh, mortars yeah 84 mortars and then <laughs> a full four gun platoon of pack 40s because they're also in formation so, so i think that gives you quite a chunky um formation and it still comes in at less than half your points wow 
42 points. Um, and I think all of that is, you know, it's reusable in a, in a fashion if you wanted to do the armor pen grenadiers as well. I mean, the, the mortars, you can't because they become um, the armored mortars for the 250s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the infantry is all good. Still, the um, pack 40s are universally useful. And, yep. you know, they get you quite a big blob of, of infantry. And as everyone knows, I love an infantryman. Um, especially on Sundays. Uh, but yeah, the um, that gives you a lot of, I think, a lot of su- survivability. Um, and then in support, I went down the same route that kind of Lee did. So got, you got some 221s two two and 222s. Two two two, so you got a scout platoon, yep. um, just to give you that spearhead if you want it. Um, then I went for four 88s. So okay. floor of the flak 36s. So again, you've got a lot of um, static firepower. I yeah. think I was I was looking at this going, well, if I want to play semi-competitively, I've got to deal with some really high armor. Like a pack 40 is not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. So yep. you've got to look at either a mobile platform in the Tiger or Hornice, or you have to go for a static platform in either the pack 36 or the, sorry, yeah, the flak 36 or the pack 43. Um, and I think the, the there's just, a lot cheaper to get the plaque 36 in all honesty and they're cool models i mean for 12 points you you can't really argue with um that much you know eight dice of at 14 is gonna upset people yeah yeah um so you just plomp them down and let someone deal with them and then um i went for a platoon of wesps okay so three wesps um which i think are probably the strongest artillery unit the germans have access to I'd say um, it's for the points, yeah. 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 For, for nine points, you get three Vesps. They're all, you know, armoured, can't be pinned, 105 goodness. I mean, three's a bit dicey just because you lose one and you're down to re-rolling hits. But, then you know, you, you don't get, you, you trade that off with the pin. You do. Um, and you've already got the mortars in the force as well to do some, you know, extra heavy, heavy lifting if you need to barrage something. I, I always try and, if I can, uh, include two barrages. I think that gives you a real, you know, advantage against infantry. So a cheap one in the mortars and then a, a better, more expensive one they, in the Vesps. They both have smoke. Yep. yep. Which you can now only fire once a game per platoon that has it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it gives you access to two smoke barrages if you want. Um, the Vesps are not slouches if you want to fire them directly as well. You know, use them like semi-tank hunters. I think they're 189. Yeah. So not not great, but you know, still got a good chance against the Sherman of doing something. Um, and then to round it out, I put in uh, at a one point observer, so a Panzer II observer, because you got two barrages, and I thought, well, you know, it's always helpful having another spotter because uh, it's only your command that can do it or the unit itself. Um, and then I, I rounded it out by taking three Stugs. Now I normally would have put in Panzer fours. But I quite like the Stugs in mid, in like the, kind of that mid or early late war. They're they're fearless. Um, they're still a, you know a pack forty platform, um, yeah. and I think that they they also look cool. They're about the same points ish though, aren't they? As a Panzer four. I can't remember. I think I think they might be a. I yeah. think the Panzer do the Panzer fours. You have taking fours. 
Uh, you, uh, Panzer, Panzer fours are three, four, or five in platoons. I think. I can't remember how much the Panzer fours are. The, the reason I say that is if you so, if you took Panzer fours instead of the Stugs, then to buy this stuff you could literally buy two hit the beaches, which will give you all your infantry, your pack forties, and the Panzer fours. Yeah, and then you're looking at buying, you know, some vests if you want them, and some yeah. um, vests, scouts, mortars. Oh, and the eighty eights. Yeah. yeah, so Panzer IVs, three are 16, four yep. is 22. So they are like... Um... Yeah, point. it's a point more expensive to get a Stug. To get the one point of extra armor at the front and then the better, um, you know, just flat Fearless rather than Fearless yeah. only for last hands. Okay, I mean, that's... Yours is a lot more rounded out. Yeah, but I, d I didn't think about, you know, um, the considerations of actually cost implication so well I mean, probably that, will be. that's not too bad because like we say if you get you know you start off if you buy your two hit the beaches then there's nothing saying you could run the six pan well two platoons of you no know, you couldn't run two platoons of three you're going platoon four well because there'll be black box support you're going to ever have one uh, I, I tell you how you can do it you have um, one platoon of here and one platoon of ss oh really <laughs> Oh, work won't it? Because they're, they're core. Well, there'll be a there'll be a core Panzer IV SS platoon. Yeah, and it's well, not the same true. as a here platoon. So you could have SS, um, but or you run the pan. You run a platoon of five, right? And then you proxy the sixth one as your observer. You you could just buy an extra Panzer IV and then run a small a short company of them if you wanted to. Yeah, that's true. So you'd have one one uh, command Panzer four no, and then two. two the three. HQ is two Panzer fours. Oh is yeah. It, does it have to be two? Yeah. It does. I yeah. It could be two or one. No. no, it's locked at two. In uh... Uh, is that Fortress yeah. Europe? Uh, no, I think I'm today. Maybe maybe Fortress Europe is different. Hold yeah. on, I'll have a quick look. Good question. Man reads internet. So the reason, I mean, the reason <laughs> I went for the D Day was because. No, it's two. It is two. Yeah, so you can have Panzer threes and Panzer fours. So you could have a Panzer three and a Panzer four as an option, and that comes in at nine points. Mm. I mean, Fortress Europe is a good book. I mean, maybe he's already got it, but I don't know. For the for the variety growing forward, I think D Day's a much better choice. Well, it might be he's waiting for, I don't know, like Bagration or something into Eastern Front battles to unlock and, and he's looking at, you know, creating a core. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, absolutely. Like, I think if you're going to start in V4, um, the yeah. D-Day books are bang. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good books. Well, good yeah, books. A, a, a they're, they're what, £12 retail, so it's not the most expensive thing. B, you don't really need the book anyway if you use forces or use the cards. Mm -hmm. uh, the downside to that is obviously in the book you get three extra missions to play um, you also get your, your basic painting guide so if you don't have any of that stuff you yeah know, that's true it's not off, to be you know, you've got a little bit of history flavour fluff in there as well um, I mean in the book the, the 100 point example force they've done takes the, the German starter set plus some uh, Puma scouts and then they buy the command cards to use the lucky card just to round it up to 100. But I refuse to use Pumas. The Puma? Well, it's just, there was 100 of them. I mean, 
They're everywhere. Yeah. It's like a plague. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can still... I think the big thing is, I, I, I would steer clear of doing the armoured half-track grenadiers to start with. I think if you're if you're looking for an infantry force, then the basic Panzer Grenadiers or, or Beach Defenders is is much probably a much better place to start. Um, I, I totally feel the aesthetic and wanting to do that because in your yeah, mind yeah. It's, the, it's the quintessential German infantry, yep. armored infantry, you know, Blitzkrieg stuff. Just it doesn't quite translate on the Flames of War table, and then also all your formation support. Is yes. all very specific half track variants that only support that one list, whereas your infantry is just normal pack forties. It's you know, yeah. normal mortar that you can use again and again and again. Well, the, the pack forties then you can use as support choices if you want to run a tank list, for example, and, and things like that. Whereas yeah. the armor grenadiers, you are you are you know those those well the two five one slash twos. Uh, which the mortar carriers only appear in the um, the Panzer, yeah. the armor it's, it's, not, it's like the American mortar carriers where they do appear in the armor and their um, armored rifles. Yeah, so. they just they just don't. And like I said, I think they're a more finesse unit to use because they are expensive. Like they do ratchet up really quickly. Like in terms of just the, the points on the tabletop, I think was it a full blown armored grenadier between something like fifteen points. I think armored, the armored grenadiers um, definitely work better as a support platoon rather than a formation. Exactly. So maybe that's 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 something to look at as well as whether you're going tanks because tanks are easier to to get on the table generally speaking than a lot of infantry, and you can then get one platoon. Can you get them in formation in D Day? I can't remember now. Oh, what's that? There's some. They're, they're some segregated. Yeah. yeah. There's no way, unfortunately, getting infantry and tanks in the same formation yet. Whether that'll change yeah. going into the SS books, I don't know. As I say, the Pans Brigades book will probably change that as well. I would imagine at some point, so that it would, you know, unlock that kind of mixed units. It'd be nice if you could do a proper camp group formation. I must yeah. admit, have like mixed um, infantry and tanks. Well, I'm you can. They just don't count towards formation strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which kind of makes sense because they're not in the same. You know, they are picked and put together. You've not got the same fighting spirit as if when you're in your, you know, your full normal with your fight. buddies. My battle with buddies. buddies in, in the in the barcage. Yeah, Swedish, Swedish barcage. The rum speaking, it's not good. <laughs> but that, that's that's. I think that's that's interesting that we all got the same brief. We came up with three pretty different lists. Yeah. I think your two is quite it's quite similar, but that's because you took the same tack of looking at what the boxes give you. Mm. Um, and I think definitely, yeah, tigers are a strong choice. I mean, they're strong, they weak if they're the only thing. You know, you rapidly run out of points if you take just tigers. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even late war, I mean, they're still yeah. not. Well, late war, you've got more things that can kill them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting what um what it decides on in the end. Yeah, no. I think unfortunately Neb's Neb's cut for us at least I haven't got on with them. I can't make it work with the Salvo template. Um There's no direct fire as well. They get overrun by things because they just yeah. walk up to them and Because things them. are so much faster than version three. Yeah, even in you've got to, you, you play your first couple of games of V four and you'll see 
when people start using the movement orders and the dash speeds because you know there's no there's no shooting penalty for dashing moving at the double that used to be in version three and the terrain works differently in terms of your your cross checks you know you don't get stuck in woods anymore you stop you don't get stuck there's no more bogged you just see the speed at which things move around the board and your poor little nebs often just get swamped with mg or in a i i i think you got two rounds of firing out of them generally speaking yeah. and i think then you're in trouble i mean if you're coming up against a dug-in soviet rifle company yeah make hay yeah like laugh laugh as the rockets go screaming in but until that happens which it hasn't yet well, me at least the other thing is that they don't have a very good at so i know you shouldn't be using them against armor anyway but they, they are very specific in what you can use them yeah and i think that's sometimes it's a you know a detriment to that unit the reason the wesps went out over the 10.5s is that if your 10.5s get targeted by counter battery fire and get ranged in on the next turn you're re-rolling your saves yeah and eventually you're and someone's going to lose that yeah you're going to get hit you're going to get pinned and then you're going to be sitting there trying to you know make sure you roll that confident four up stand to unpin them to actually get to do anything this is a thing. Wes- Sorry. Okay. Yeah, your Wests are immune. A, they're immune to pinning because they're a vehicle. And B, if they do get ranged in on, that you're not going to be re-rolling your saves because they're a vehicle. And if you really want, you can just drive them out of the way. Yeah, it's also the, the factor that um, in an army like the Germans, where every point counts, having a nine-point platoon versus a 14-point platoon yeah, um, does win out. I mean, you're, all right, you're paying 19 for free rather than 14 for four. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I did the mass. I think that nine that's... for three. Yeah, I mean, artillery is one of those things in the German force universally that, that I struggle to include a lot of the time. It, yeah, because you like do the, hoover up points and so expensive. Yeah, I mean, I just wrote that thing quite recently about the air support because I mean, I, d- I don't think I've ever taken air support with the German army, and it's the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it just you just run out of points so quickly that once you've got the bases covered, because that was something else he was asking about, wasn't it? The what do we think about certain choices? And I think the German arm, the German army strengths. I, de- I think it's, the infantry is definitely a strength. Yeah. In, in whatever capacity you're taking it, I think the German infantry is so universally useful that having a opportunities with Panzerfaust. Yeah, at this point in the in late war, the fact that You've got built-in integral. Was it eighty twelve, eighty eleven? Yeah. Can't remember, but um, you know, you got something that will scare most tanks at the front, let alone when they're assaulting you in the side. Um, that doesn't make a big difference. Yeah, I mean that's scary. Twelve scary. That's but the other a... thing about it is, is you can get really creative with your command distances. So you can literally leave one stand of infantry sat on a corner in a town or on a wood first of all they block dash moves within eight inches so you mm-hmm. slow tanks down and second of all nobody's gonna you know you're sitting there they've gone to ground the rest of the platoon's fallen back or maneuvered over to defend the objective and is doing something else you know that stand is still going to be hit on fours or fives as a concealment still got a three up save but all the time it's sat there it's not really worth shooting but it still has that panzerfaust ability 
Yeah, it's still useful. You know, so you, your opponent gets careless and moves one tank up. Well, all of a sudden you can, you know, try the assault. You can deal with it. Or try the cheeky side shot if he gets within four. I think that's it. In the in the late war period, the persecution of the weak infantry doesn't exist as much. You know, like in mid war, you can kind of run up to stuff and go, "Oh, you've got an anti-tank rifle, haven't you? Have you? Wait, How sweet!" You? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that that so to me, that's one of their strengths. I think I'm not sure. I might be a bit controversial. I'm not sure armor is is particularly strong. The points have penalized the Germans. Yeah, you I think it just haven't mentioned Panthers. Yeah, Pan- Panthers just you. You can take them, but just they just seem a point sink. And you have to rewire take them. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, at least right. You 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 have to go out of your way to specifically want them in your list for a reason, whatever that reason is. But you, you can't just casually you know toss them into a list and. Because almost every occasion, the tiger is about choice. It's just the drop from losing that one point of armor is really hamstrung them. It's the, it's the weak sides as well. It's the weak flanks. And it's the fact that the tiger's like one point more. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's yeah. Mm. That is a problem. And, yeah. and you can take, you know, you can take platoons of two of them. And so, you know, they, they're more it, one point more, but actually they're not one point more. They're nine points less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, a better last stand. <laughs> yeah. And a better so reason. Think... Oh, God. <laughs> I, just, I love Panthers. In version three, they're one of my favourite little platoons. Yep. My Panzerleer. Because they people just went, oh. And if you use them right with the shoot and scoot. I mean, Panthers now, with Blitz and shoot and scoot. This should be awesome. Should be incredible. I think that I think they've been pointing on that on thinking that's gonna be the case, but unfortunately I'm not sure if the if the Panther's too expensive or the Tiger's too cheap, or is it a little bit of both, but it's just like no, I, I, I don't think the Tiger is too cheap. Because yeah, mm. they're scary, but they're you know, the trouble is everyone goes, Oh, I'm gonna take you know, they're good, but they are a one trick pony. Yeah. I, I think I think the Tiger's appropriately costed in late war, I think because it's still that tipping point. I mean, the, the trouble is there's a lot of 80... What's the um, 17-pounder? 80, 16, 14. Yeah. There's suddenly like a, a pervasiveness of, you know, 12 becomes the norm, if you like, in terms yeah. of 80, and there's that's that. a lot scarier. And then if you take a lot of Tigers, you run out of the points to, to supplement them enough to get things to deal with, you know, other types, you know, non-armoured armies. Yeah, you run out of your support options, you run out of your artillery choices, you run out of your infantry. If you get yeah. a city board, you're screwed. Uh, yeah, because they can't, they're not going to dig stuff out very easily. Yeah, because you're sitting there and you, you just become a glorified <laughs> machine gun. Because you go, oh, I shot you twice with my massive 88. I hit you once because you're at range. And they go, oh, oh I'm save. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the other, yeah, the other thing is, I guess, that um, the whole the whole tiger thing is that they do need that you do need some other support. Like they're still only going to, you know, they've still only got a rate of fire of one if they're moving. Yep. So you've still only got a finite number of shots to take out enemy armor. And generally speaking, there's more enemy armor than there is of your own. Yeah. Um, your Panzer four is still a decent tank. I'm thinking there's still a very good argument to have lots of Panzer fours because it's still good. Yeah. But it, it does just explode. 
I mean, it's no. Yeah, the Panzer no better than the other. Panzer fours really benefit from the stormtrooper shooting scoop combo. Yeah, I mean, AT twelve still good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, they got I think three across. Yeah, I think it's three. Yeah. It's just you just yeah you're if you're playing a numbers game I th- I think it could be really interesting playing a lot of Panzer fours. They are, so you know, it's still run out of points pretty quickly. With all German stuff. Yeah. Except you're going to be outnumbered. Yeah. And then just deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Well, you're just going to have to because you can't. I mean, you're probably going to be outnumbered if someone took a Strelk rifle company. You're going to be outnumbered by that alone. Like one well, battalion, one of the companies alone probably kicks out more infantry than you're going to be able to muster. So yeah. it's just an inherent part of playing Germans. But I think there's some cool options there, definitely. And the, and the good thing is all of the, the stuff we talked about, there's room to build on as well. Like if you suddenly tweak it or find that you've got an interest in something else, it's not you're not investing money in, yeah, in the stuff that's too niche. Like 21st Panzer. Oh, God. I, love I hope that has answered your question. If you have... I listen to this anyone else and you want to have your very own you and whose army question feel free to message us on the blog he says or the email yeah either way. what is our email yep. shoot and scoop podcast at gmail.com not at phil yates at gmail.com no not yet yeah well that's a good idea though we should see if that's free <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah we'll put the lists up should we do that as well? I'll put uh, yeah, if we can get one uh, image. I'll put them into the actual uh, article. So yeah, yeah, cool, delicious. And now on to an officer answers it's questions from our esteemed people who think we actually know stuff about the hobby, which I think is quite ironic. They obviously never listen to any of our podcasts. Um, <laughs> William James Nesbit asks, "Hey y'all, I'm finding myself in an odd spot." I decided to get into Team Yankee right as lockdown begin hit, began here in the States. Oh, no. Now, I've put together a decent-sized force of Americans without having played a game. Thankfully, a local friend of mine took the plunge with me and is building a Soviet force too. Can we just have a moment of silence for his, his friend who's built a Soviet force for Team Yankee? Yep. <laughs> what do you all think is the best way to start playing after COVID has settled down? Should we just throw everything at each other and learn as we go? That's a good way to break models. Or start with a real skir- real small skirmish games. Any other things we should look out for as we start to actually play instead of just collecting that beautiful hobby crack? Uh, I, I think we, when we... Firstly, hello to you, because he messaged me with this really nicely painted um, American infantry. So. Oh, oh well, he's not painting them as well, is he? Oh, he's, oh, he's, awesome. he's got off to a crack and start. Okay, That's like... not the hobby. <laughs> he's got, kudos he's got, to you sir for painting well it before you've played oh, as well yeah that's incredible um but yeah so i think we we we're getting some good mileage out doing a little 50 point stage game so we yep. did, really enjoyed fortunately the, the virus hit before we get to the 75 point stage but um yeah i, I think there's something to be said for playing 50 points on a six by four table and just yeah. learning the rules that way and then you know, increasing it bit by bit as you get more comfortable with it. Increase your table would, size as you get more comfortable with it. I would even suggest maybe like doing a couple of 50 points and then, um, you know, changing the things in those 50 points. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, learn learn what each bit does. 
And they yeah, add, like, add really helicopters good. and stuff like that. Yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. So not just going 50, 75, 100, but maybe like 50, 50, 50, 75 type thing. Cause... So at 50 points, 50 mm-hmm. points really highlights the rock, paper, scissors element of Battlefront games. So at 50 points, especially in Team Yankee, if you bring, you know, some scissors and the other guy's got a bit of paper, you're going to trounce him. Don't get disheartened because at the higher points limits, that mitigates itself to an extent. Yeah. So don't bring a spoon to a knife fight like I did with my yeah. um, 113 CNV Dutch. Yeah, example. but then again, then again, if I put <laughs> ice cream, you'd be having a field day. Exactly. Infantry, you'd be laughing as you run out of ammunition from your 50 cows. But it does, even that taught me, you know, that they still had a place. It's just the place was yeah. hiding and, and doing limited things, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the right way to do it, 100%. And it I mean, gives you, yeah, gives you that chance to paint the stuff in between as well. He says, if you've never, if, yeah, if you've never played anything at all, definitely just get a platoon of you know one platoon versus one platoon work it through read the rule book yep you know for the love of god do not throw everything on the table and then spend eight hours playing a game tagging you well no just because you won't learn anything either you'll get disheartened it will pee you off and you just it's not the right way to do it i've seen so many times like the the local guys here, they get a new rule set and they go and throw everything on the table in the first game and they too, it's too huge. You can't you can't do it and you'll end up just not getting involved and it, you won't learn what you, you know what stuff can actually do. It's just pointless. Yeah. yeah. I mean I would I would say sorry. No, go for it. Yeah. I, I'm I climbing say, off my high horse. Platoon of tanks, look at the points, get one platoon of equal points and kind of play it but then also don't forget that especially the soviets you know yes that's going to swing it towards the u.s guy if he's just sitting there you know you're not playing the mission so just don't worry about who wins those games because they're not going to be representative of the game you're going to play later on learning how the mechanics work and one of the funnest things i've ever done learning a game system like that you know started off with you know me and my friend made it into this little sort of chain scenario so it's like, okay, so I attack, you know, in this mission with one little platoon, and that was the first encounter we had in this little story arc that we put together. And, and you know, if I won that game, then we said, okay, so now I'm attacking in the next game, built in the extra element of infantry or whatever. Um, and then we kind of tied it into a story, and we also then did like counterattacks as well. So it wasn't just one player always attacking and, and or, or one player always defending. You is know. there, you know, like in the new D-Day books? Yeah. Is there like in the Team Yankee books, is there like little three scenario? See, there are. I remember. There are, yeah. Each each of the resource books has its own little scenarios in the mm-hmm. back. I'm hesitant to say follow those straight away because... You need to know how the mechanics work before you then integrate those into the missions. Okay. So you can do something, I mean, by all means, read the fluff and kind of make your own little version up and, and, and play it at your pace. Obviously, it's not, there's no right way or wrong way as long as you're having fun. I mean, that's the aim of the game. Fun? Um, 
I thought it was dominating your opponent to the point yeah, where I, they I, I thought it was making them weak. See the enemy being scattered before you. <laughs> yeah. The levitation of the women. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because um, that's also representative of how long your schlong is, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the worst crushing. If you can have your opponent cry and leave the hobby after you finish the game, you yeah. definitely won this this little hobby niche game of wargaming. Absolutely. Yeah. That was sarcasm. I don't know if that translates very well. After this. <laughs> <laughs> Note to listener. Note yeah. to listener. It's Fez has had one too many alcoholic beverages at this point. Can um, unleash the Kraken. Uh, no, it's Sailor Jerry's. It was an offer. It's good. <laughs> Pardon? Sailor Jerry's rum, which is too nice to to actually mix. So I've been drinking it on the rocks, and that's probably where I've gone wrong. Normally, normally I'm oh, on Captain Morgan's Diet Coke, which dilutes it a bit. But... Oh, Jesus. It's also coming oh, back dear. from a dry Emirati to, to actually have alcohol again. It's quite a nice treat. So, uh, <laughs> everything in moderation. So, yeah, definitely start small. Yes. Start small. Limited troop types. Just use those and yep. expand out. Yep. And then, definitely. when you get comfortable with how the rules work for that particular unit type, then start playing some missions. Because once you start actually playing missions and swapping attacker defender, mm-hmm. then you'll realise that your the your overpowered M1A1s are cool, apart from when they actually have to go a sort of position surrounded oh, by P72s yeah. and they get flank shotted and swarmed, and then all of a sudden you go, But I just want to hide in these trees. Everything is easy <laughs> I could hide in the trees and just laser cannon things from distance. Yeah. 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 I mean T Thanks to War are very um, mission orientated games and if you, just play, if you just play a I'm going to just treat each other and see who dies first it, you're not getting the full out the rules well, there was those guys on the Flames of War page that did were doing just that and they were doing a video and they said oh the Germans are completely overpowered and oh yeah I remember that yeah like, what not playing not playing well they were doing the same thing they were trying to they were teaching themselves the rules but they were judging their entire gaming experience upon just playing Annihilation missions Oh no! Don't play. Oh God! Yeah. Also, don't yeah. play annihilation missions. Annihilation has not been the rule book. I'm not sure. No, it's in rubbish. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Phil, but no. I mean, it has your birthday. Place. Does it? That place in the bin. The first, <laughs> oh, first place maybe the first game you ever played. The system. That's it. No, that's you know that's but that's the learning the rules kind of mission, isn't it? Where you, yeah. <sighs> I just think, like 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 we were saying, unfortunately, annihilation doesn't show the game at its best I think and it, it no. can give people the wrong idea they, they start playing it like that yeah no exactly so I, mean, I don't know if it came across then but I'm quite anti anti-annihilation <laughs> yep same as, here, a, as a concept Just... well, it's also not how you fight wars I mean of <laughs> <laughs> <from> Vietnam <laughs> yeah yeah but even then you'd go out and you know you still had defensive fire bases that were it's under about, it's about body count Boy Cat's King. I'm sure there's an Eastern Front joke in there somewhere and I can't quite make it as well. Oh, I can't wait to play Narm. It's going to be so good. You get medics. I, yeah, I, I think that might be a tipping point. Once someone starts getting VC, I'm going to go, I actually have all these Hueys. Where did these Hueys appear <laughs> from? <laughs> I remember Hueys being here earlier. <laughs> I think I think what I need to do is kind of just, I, I might just drop down my painting requirement. And it will be literally be faces, bases, something. So faces, bases, metallics, and hat. That'll what? Be it. <laughs> I, I understand it. Where's this Vietnam music um, painting playlist appear from in Spotify? Yeah. That wasn't yeah, there earlier. Oh, no. How did that happen? 
Uh, aren't the Vietcong, then they wear a lot of black? BC, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. But the trouble the trouble is we've got, the trouble I've got is I, I obviously, I bought the, the VT models. Um, and then I looked at the actual army list and went, holy crap, that's like three points. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm going to have to run them as uh, the PAVN just to make some points up so we can actually play some decent games. Are they that cheap? Yeah, it's ridiculous. When I've looked at the book, but I can't remember. Formation is like 20 points. <laughs> really? It's insane. And then they, and then they, and then they, um, you know, born in the north, dying in the south. You know, they, you kill one platoon. They, it's, it's such a different game. I can't wait to play it because it's so different to normal Flames of War. Because um, mm. you wanted the Australians, didn't you? And then we're going to segue a little bit into. I watched on the plane, I watched Danger Close, which is the, the Adzak Battle of Long Tang. Oh. Um, okay. It's a Vietnam War film um, shot entirely from the point of view of the Anzacs. The, 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 the two minute Fez review is it's a, a bit clichéic in terms of has a lot of the war movie tropes. Um, but it's such an amazing story that that doesn't really get in the way of the situation. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. Yeah. Um, it's got some, you know, so I, I don't know how historically accurate it is because I don't know the history of the actual battle. So I can't sit there and go, okay, it's, it's tropic, but that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of bits where you're like, nah, I think that may be a little bit dramatic license kind of thing. Um, but it was cool. It did get you in a very much Anzaki mood. Me, hmm. so. and who just loves centurions to the force? That's oh, the... I mean, that's the thing, it's like, geez, <sighs> that's this is my problem with Vietnam. What once you pop, you just can't stop. You start yeah. doing a small Huey force, then all of a sudden, you have to put some M48s in, do a tank, do a black force. Yeah, also it goes, Ah, oh, refine some centurions. You do, do it. I always fancy the riverine. We get some riverings, we can do our um, we can do our riverine versus PT 76 yeah. naval battle. <laughs> <laughs> Waves of War. Waves of War. Oh, they missed something there, didn't they? Going for tanks with World War, yeah, World of Tanks. They'd be assault each other as boarding actions. That'd be amazing. Watch out in Gar as well. So, yeah, well. What was the question? Play some small games, learn the rules, play submissions, and post loads of pictures, send them to us. We want to see people actually having fun. Um, yeah. But do it in a socially responsible way at this crazy time of year. And once again, kudos for painting before you play as well. Oh, dude, seriously. Yeah, good for you guys. I mean, yeah. It's not a requirement, but it should be noted as an achievement. Yeah. Put it that way. Robert J. Webb asks, years ago, I got six Pumas. And a two three four armored car with the D Day okay. command cards. I was considering using them as a company in support of a LFD. LFD. Luftwaffe field division. Oh, Luftwaffe field division. Yep. Okay, but I have a nagging voice in the back of my mind saying, "That's mad." Would this be a good employment of them, or would they be better utilized elsewhere? Hmm. Dunkel Gelb. So, the 
Puma's problem is that it's an armored car with a 50 mil. Puma. Which yeah. some would say is it. On your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's, some would say. Well, no, some would say it's, that's an advantage, but I always think that you get dragged into, you know, shooting with it when. And then, and not... then you've brought an armored car to a tank fight. Yeah, and then you explode. Because uh, I think it's only 89. It's 89, something like that. It's not it's not dramatically high. So if you get drawn into a, a fist fight with Germans, for example, you, you, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. Um, Luftwaffe think... field division. Hmm. Yeah. We, we it's like gonna it. be... it's cheap infantry. It's, it's going to be a cheap. You could take. Could you take that as a second formation, Lee? Isn't that? Isn't there a Puma card? That's it's what he's P- asking. So there's a Puma yeah. card. And like I say, he's got enough there just about to fill the legal force with um, HQ, two Pumas, and then two platoons of two Pumas. The only thing I'd say is, if you're going to do a Puma force, you want to go heavy or go home. and get as Go many full Puma. Puma. Yeah, get get at least four, four of the five slots filled with Pumas and have the um, support guns as well. Well, the, the other option you have got is, isn't the, two, the 251 Scout half-track platoon? Can you not take Pumas in formation for that as well? Trying to I, I think, think if you take the card, you have to go all Pumas, but I'm just going to check. No, I think, I think in the actual 251 formation, as in the, the scout infantry. Right, sorry, infantry and then you could have at yep. least two slots. It might be more than that. Good. So your reconnaissance platoon, reconnaissance company, yep. has two slots for Pumas, along yep. with the 250 cool. reconnaissance platoon guys. Right, so... so you would have yeah. two humans spare, or was. And I don't know if you but could then put those in formation. Force. I think it's a yeah. four slot, isn't there, as well? Yeah. Oh, let me stand by, caller. I, I, I would be tempted. I'm using my D-Day book. I'm really excited. It's best £12. <laughs> this week on the internet, Fez reads a book. Yeah. The hungry um... hands are near. You do have two... Puma scout troop slots in the formation. Yep. Okay. And you got two. You got two in the force as well. Yeah. Sorry, you got two in formation and two in the force. So what you really need to do, I reckon, Rob, is buy another box of Pumas. <laughs> well, I think I think Lee's right. You need to. If you got Luftwaffe Field Division anyway, then a, a Puma company is not a te- not bad at all as a secondary formation. No, because they're both quite cheap formations. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's cheap and it will get you that. That second formation, which is really handy, um, keeps you in games and stuff like that. Sorry, and then put the rest of your points in eight, um, eight flak 88s. Yeah. Or the pack 88, actually. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you mean maxing bastard! <laughs> Take that, in, Take in, that in Tommy. Pits, using the gun pits card, obviously, just because you go full potato here. Right, yeah. huge scout company. Let me have a look. What did you actually get in this? I'm not looking. Oh my god, have you actually looked at this thing? Is it 10? 12 slots, something like that? It's a load. Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 12 Puma Scouts. Yeah. So that's 24. Plus you can have two lots of the 75 centimeter gun support versions. Plus the HQ. Yep. Plus a reconnaissance platoon. All in formation. Yeah. At Phil Yates, what were you thinking? I mean, and I only have four boxes. I could they do like three? I could they go like eighteen pumas and four? Um... Oh, I've got some spare. I mean, you can make it work. At Phil Yates, Phil, is this how you want puma spam? This is how you get puma spam. Well, and that's why they only had a hundred of them. 
I mean, you know, that's, you know, was they 12, 13, you can have three, there's three in the, the 7.5 centimetre gun platoons as well. Yeah, but they are quite, they're, they're not cheap and they're not, I don't think they're that useful. Yeah, but they're six points, they're for, uh, two points each. Yeah, but what do you do with them? Dig out infantry with a three out five pound. Mm. Okay. I mean, the thing is, you'd, you'd have to kill how many holes? It's a lot. You're no, not going to get the company break, are you? Um, I don't know. They do die quickly. I mean, yeah. You know just you just play on a, a battlefield with lots of difficult ground. What's their cross? Four up. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's all wheel drive, isn't it? Yeah, in reverse as well. Get in. Was the <laughs> Did they have a reverse driving position in the Puma? Yes. Or was that just the 8 red I'm thinking of? I'm pretty sure the radio operator sits backwards and drive it. Wow. They're cool. We're going to take 8 rads, that's what I'm saying. So, to answer the question, though, if you've got Luftwaffe Field Division already, I'll take him as a separate, you know, little support company. Nice. If you're thinking maybe you want to do something different, I'd definitely look at the 251 half-tracks. I think that's a strong formation. Because that's the one of the ones where you only get uh, you get one half-track per stand, don't you? Yeah. So you get like a pricey. ton yeah, of machine doubles, guns. Doubles up your save as well. Yep. You yeah. definitely need that as well, based on my experience. And they have Scout as well, those, um, the actual half-tracks themselves, so they can be quite sneaky. Yep. The infantry inside don't, but once they want to dismount, but obviously you can get a sneak into a good position, relatively unmolested, and then they can go from there. That's yeah. There you go. It's a good employment of them. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think the six in a company probably isn't enough. Well, in the company. It's just, it's just a cheap little extra formation, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather run six. Does the company card cost you anything, or is it? No, I don't think so. I think it's zero. Two, three, one. It's a point for the HQ. You need to have two. Oh, yeah. So you can have three scouts. Then you can take a reconnaissance platoon there as well. I mean, that's that's tasty. It's tasty. I can see why. No, Eddie, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Remove them from your cart. Danger, Bill Robinson. Danger. Yeah. No, good, good shout, Rob. Stephen Brug asks, "What if this year's ETC did not get cancelled? What six lists would you have put in your six-man team?" Fun ones. Uh, um, <laughs> I'd cancel next year's as well, and then uh, no, sorry, negative. Um, I'm not the hobby. I think. What was it? I don't even know. Was it late war? So with ETC got that weird thing, they have to take two infantry, two armour and two police, but two mech, I'm not sure what they do in the modern version. Can you put allied formations in? If so, they'd all be pumas. <laughs> oh god. So be think... beach bums with pumas, mm-hmm. armoured panzergrades with pumas, and then tigers with pumas. So the problem with the ETC is always weird. there's always rules about what you can and can't take in, the, in the, over the six lists and what you can string together. Almost and... as if they try to shoehorn a game into a hyper-competitive environment that wasn't designed for it. Yeah. My, my I... biggest... Uh, yeah, I don't actually know what the, the rules are. I don't even know what I... Like, 
I don't know. And that's why you're my friend. Well, I just don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I am. Um... So I'm going to go with. I'm going to say, mm. uh, like, say, a Churchill tank, but army of some sort, whether it's Soviet or British. Wait, is it late war? Is that, is I'm going to assume it's late war, because it like... I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't... That's what I mean, it's because... <laughs> I think it was early war last year, wasn't it? Was it early war? Yeah, they change it. Yeah, they change every year. Oh, okay. It's just not It's just not our, our jam, though, is it? Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't know, because I just don't pay enough attention to it. All right, um, assume it's late war. Assume it's late war. I still don't care, but... Uh... <laughs> 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 I was trying to be positive. Uh, I, I'm trying to be positive, but the best bit of being positive is avoid the ETC like a plague. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it the annihilation of uh, events? It's just not what our hobby is. Well, let's face it. None of us three are have got the mindset for ETC. We just—it's just not what we're after in the in the, in the game. Yeah. I, I don't think I could be competitive if I tried. I'm not good enough. It just brings out the worst. To be honest. In me. It's, yeah, exactly. It takes me back to my 40k days where I used to take things very seriously, and it was—I think even I was enjoying it. So, <laughs> yeah, I hated myself so much; it was terrible. I try and avoid doing it with flames. Cause I like the game. I like, I like just playing, just get, making tank noises. And go, oh, there you go. You know, I take uh, what... noodle because that would be funny. Pretty Rudy. Yeah, I say. Yes, so I'm sorry, we, we're just not qualified to answer that question. Yeah. We're going to hand over to our scientific advisor at this point. He's going to concentrate everything we just said because he's not trying to make a political point out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean Mark? <laughs> Is um... Mark, a, Mark a scientific advisor? Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 oh, back at the point. Tony Hellard. Hi, Tony. Asks, Hello, Tony. The merits of different terrain map surfaces what is your preferences wipe clean's important no um, i'm gonna say this once i'll say this once only mouse map mouse map mouse map neoprene with a cloth print surface yeah anything it's else not, pretty much a waste of time do you so, not find it too slippery like in all honesty like things shooting around pad ones no yeah, right, really? so, the, so the ones we use at um dice loon plug um obviously the vinyl and They've always been, t- the train moves around too much. And I can see what they did. It's cheap, they're cheap to do, especially when you try to fit out an entire gaming room of like yes. different table options. But the neoprene ones, like a mouse mat, are not, they don't, they don't really slide too much. They've got a bit of texture to the top. Oh, okay. So the, the terrain will generally grip it a bit better if they've got any kind of texture to their bottoms. And that's easier to do just by, you know, painting on some sand paint on the bottom. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, if you, if you don't have a permanent surface and you want some sort of mats, pay the extra money for neoprene, definitely. Downside is they are heavier if yeah. you have to travel, mm-hmm. and they do pretty much twice as expensive. Really? Yeah, because it's well, you've got a whole like rubber printed thing. You're then they then need to print the text print the design onto a separate piece of fabric which is then ad- adhesived onto the neoprene base without it shrinking so when I ha- you, mm, okay. the process is a lot more laborious um i mean there's plenty of map manufacturers out there now i mean this there are now talk, yeah as i say we talked about being in a you know the quote-unquote golden age of gaming like when i first started it was still gobbling green bases and you know 
you're lucky if you had a Sabutio felt um, cloth to stick over a, a table. A modern and modern warfare was uh, the, the Civil War, right? Exactly. I'm old. I mean, what, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, I think that I've I've got some of. I think I've used the uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, um, deep cut. Deep, deep cut, cut studios. Yeah, and we've do used some know, of those before. One of my favourite Matt manufacturer. Matt Varnish. No, it's, it's a good it, one. Battlefront. Battlefront's two-sided gaming mat. Really? Yep, because they're not that much. They're, they're not twice the cost of a single-sided mat, and you get twice the bang for your buck. You know the desert, the desert grass mats, which was the first one they released, mm-hmm. are amazing for just all war gaming. Yeah. Okay. The the later one they did, which was Russian Steps and the City, is really good for Flames of War and fifteen mil, but because it's got scaled stuff on it, it then limits what you can do for other games. Um, that first print desert grass mat is. Because at the, at the Games Club, we bought a load of Deep Cut Studio ones, and then we've got mm-hmm. a load of Battlefront ones as well. And the Deep Cut Studio ones are good, but the things that make them different, you know, also limits the games they can be played for. Whereas the generic, nicely patterned, non-scaled grass and desert surface lends itself to anything. I'll t- I tell you what I do like, actually, the Deep Cut do do. do, do. Um, they, they do the, the same cloth uh, mats, but in cloth. So cloth, which I quite like. I think the benefits of cloth, for me personally, is if you went for an oversized cut. Yes, that's what we did. And then you can put texture underneath it. No, don't do that. In terms of hills. <laughs> no. So if, uh... you want, if you want a nice rolling battlefield and have you know your polystyrene hills turn into whatever theatre you're in. That's the benefit of using a cloth mat. Yeah, we tend not to. I, oh, well, I tend not to use the stuff underneath because, unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, the games we play required sort of a delineation of ter- terrain, and it's it's trickier if you've got them underneath. Yeah, which true. you know, yeah, whatever. It doesn't suspend my my you know unwilling belief. Um, but I, I they, they're nice, I think, because they're quite thin. They are a thin surface, if that makes sense. So if you've got a nice flat table to play on, it gives you a very flat surface. But then they wrinkle. Um, the deep cut ones tend not to. Okay. The only reason that okay. we haven't got more of them is because they, they, they now only do um, six by four sizes. So that is another consideration is what's what's your you know maximum surface area as well because um, because most games are now six by four. Um, manufacturers, I think, have tended to... to to switch to that kind of default, um, which is fine. You know, it's a six by four game we play. It's, uh, but yeah, it does. Um, I think the mouse map ones do fit better on that six by four, where it is a true. You, that's what your playing surface is because they don't move. Yeah. The, the the ones we've got, I think, are like ten by ten by eight or ten by six. I think they are actually. So you've got oh, foot yeah. overhang all way all the way around. Yeah, I mean they're also more forgiving for dice rolls and if you you know for model movement, there's a lot to be said for the mouse mat surface. Oh, he says smashing his laptop. Um, the cloth ones give a similar result for a lot less money, 
but I, you know you need to be wary of wrinkles and it moving and you know a little less hard wearing than a mouse mat material is that that is true yeah I, I think you have to take care of them yeah so it's, it's the trade-offs and and you know for me personally if you if you can afford it i'd say neoprene back mouse mat is the way to go hmm. actually i'll tell you, you what is quite nice as well i don't know if you've seen this from tiny war games i think they're in i think they're in kent um they now do uh neoprene rivers and roads oh okay as, so you literally it's like a roll out straight road straight river type thing i think they might have some bends they've done as well but um who's that i think it's tiny tiny war games yeah, click 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 add to cart hmm. <laughs> well i think they, they were doing something at a show where you could buy a sample for like a fiver so if you wanted to take it away and, and look at it on you know whatever surface you've got as well then to yeah. see what the river's like i mean it is really really flat that's the only thing it is you know super flat terrain yeah but at least then it but... stops people trying to claim cover behind it well i'm hold down behind this railway embankment it's just a railway track it's not an embankment yeah exactly yeah flashbacks to rivalry <laughs> um so yeah mouse mat if you can that's fez's vote any more for any more what mouse mat, mat materials do you remember the old paper ones you used to get brown paper with flock stuck to it oh no. that was my <laughs> first, yes that was my first really? wargaming i bought it's a trait yeah it's like a train thing but it's like it's you say right. it's like brown paper with a flock on yeah. and then you could apply water to make the flock come off like put roads onto it and that sort of thing yeah that sounds awful it, it pretty much was yes that's oh. a good, good, good analysis <laughs> do you remember the um games workshop static grass one they had for years with the cloth yeah Vaguely, yeah, yeah. I've still got my one of those. They go for quite a lot of money on uh, well, they used to before the mouse. I don't know what they used to go, go for now. When they went out of print, I never forget when we first got them in the store. We all dressed up and wore them like cloaks, and we're running around like hobbits. <laughs> um, well, it, it works. It proved how hard wearing they were because you could put those in the washing machine. That was one of the selling points. Well, that that is a vote for the cloth ones. At least you can keep them sanitary in that regard. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mass mats do accumulate grime. grime. But, I mean, you can spray them down with cleaner and and do that with them. Deep clean them. Deep clean. Yeah, don't put them in the washing machine because they'll definitely shrink. <laughs> <laughs> just... Probably destroy your machine <laughs> as well. It's probably good for Epic now because it's six <laughs> inches by eight. It's, it's scaled. Yeah. No, definitely my vote. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. Um, do they still do this after yeah. after, after Matt Gate? No, they, so what they did, proper classy, is they um, the off-cut ones. Yeah, they gave away to games clubs. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They just yeah. said if you own a games club or if you run one, send us an email, prove that you're a games club, and we did, and they sent us a, a free gaming mat, which was you know I Can't think argue that. I think it's like a quarter of an inch under six by four. Well, that's pretty negligible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Thanks for a free gaming mat. That's amazing. Um, and then they reprinted them all. And now the the ones they've got are slightly oh. oversized 
to allow for the shrinkage. That's cool. And yeah, like they are properly good mats. And it's quite funny because you know you watch all the people playing them in the, at the games club, and, and half of them prefer spent all this money on fancy deep cut studio mats, um, which are game specific. And most of them are, a lot of them are. Um, but the best generic ones are still the battlefront ones. Hmm. There we go. I think they're about they run about eighty quid retail. Well, for one of the mats. Yeah, for a double-sided one. I mean, they're, like, they're a little bit more than if you went for a single-sided, but you are getting twice for your money, so... Hmm. You know. Good cool. There you go. Is it time to sc- shoot and scoot, gentlemen? I think I guess so. so. We, haven't, we haven't got a William White question. It's throwing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't. I hope he's all right. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Will, let us know you're okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so dice I have just chosen out the bag of dice that we haven't used before, which is now one left. So, yeah, we really need some more dice. Um, is the Polish um, First Armour Division, the Recall Wing Lancers. Oh, oh the Hussars, yeah. yeah. Hussar! So, cool. I'm, I'm guessing that they're, they're you know, experienced just to get the rage messages from all the Polish players. <laughs> well, I th- do they used to be fearless vets? I'm or were they sure fearless trained? trained. I'm, just trying, trained. I'm, just, I'm just trying to look it up on that. They'll propagate the myth of this with tanks with horses. They're a, they're a card, I think, in the D-Day books. You're a card in the D-Day books. I am a card. Whee! We've done a lot of reading off the internet. This. <laughs> yeah, we should do some more preparation, this kind of thing. Yeah, that would, that would you know... Yes, yeah, so why break the habit of a lifetime? Yeah, our listeners would be worried that we're actually trying to improve things and we might start charging them for this content. Yes. I, 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 yes, I don't feel bad because, like I say, it's all free. So it's just like, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you, want, you want A-grade compo- A-grade stuff, you have to start doing yeah. a patron. If you want a double-sided we're... podcast, then you've got to pay more. Well, that's always extra. Only fans. Only fans. It's behind um, content. It's only behind a paywall, Cotton. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, where Sherman Armour Squadron has, uh, goes to Fearless. Uh, so their yeah, training okay. stays the same, so therefore they must be trained. Trained. Okay. Alright. Kill four plus. I'll just drop dice on the floor, that'll help. <laughs> oh, the suspense. It's a one. Well, that was worth arguing. <laughs> as yeah. always. As always, yeah. should roll it, then look it up. Yeah. Roll it, then oh, look let's... it up. <laughs> you are the train wreck of a podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at Breakthrough Assault at Credit UK. Has brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the inability to make a closing line work. The inability. I'll re record that. No, no, leave it like it is. It is. It's it's fine.
<laughs> oh, I think I think Eddie's just uh, had the same uh, same snack as you've had, Lee. Is it big salty? Old, big old salty bitter thing. <laughs> <laughs> a salty lemon, a preserved <laughs> lemon. Mm. 